It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. I really appreciate you joining me on this uh, cold January morning. But um, you know what? There's there's some good happiness around. I do. I'm not going to be honest with you. I'm not going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie to you. I, there are mornings when, you know, I think we all go, oh, here we go again. What a struggle. Uh, there's so much misery around. There's so much sort of depressing stuff to talk about in, in our lives and in our national life. But today, you know, let's let's go with the good news. I mean, there's lots of scary stuff over the the, uh, the weekend in terms of uh, uh, the number of people being infected with COVID. 25,000 people in COVID uh, in hospital right now. One in six, sorry, one in six actually infected in hospital, rather worryingly. 15,000 people have gone uh, to uh, hospital with coronavirus since Christmas Day. That's the equivalent of 30 full hospitals. Uh, we're told that, uh, uh, I mean, really terrifying uh, from Sir Simon Stevens, the NHS chief executive, that a patient is admitted to hospital every 30 seconds. That's, but also, the good news is that a jab is being given every 60 seconds, every minute. Uh, we're up to sort of 324,000 jabs in uh, 24 hours, 140 jabs a minute. Um, we also have some 360 million COVID vaccines, you know, ready on on tap when they when they are ready to come through. Key thing here is that uh, we've got 10 new mass vaccination sites opening today. Pharmacies are going to begin to roll out the vaccine and uh, all over 70s are going to start getting those letters. Bearing in mind the NHS letters take, in my experience, about a week to come through. But certainly uh, I've already seen a lot of my loved ones uh, getting access to the, the vaccine. Uh, a, a parent uh, and indeed um, um, a relative who is a, a nurse on the wards has her, had her vaccine, which is fantastic news. She's now going to be able to help giving out the jabs. So uh, that's great news. Um, but uh, to talk about all of this and plenty of other stories, of course, as well. I'm delighted to welcome this morning columnist at the New York Observer, Andre Walker. Good morning to you, Andre. Julia, you're sounding chipper. I was on yes. on Thursday. You were depressed on Thursday. Don't, don't you don't you find that your, your mood very much goes up and down. I mean, I mean to be fair, um, having sleep over the weekend always does help. But <laughs> no, but do you think? I mean, this is the thing. I got a lot of grief online um, when I applauded. Matt Hancock came on in the morning when they actually rolled out the vaccine, and I and I, and I did a sort of you know a clap, you know, credit where it's due. I, I've you know I was defending the government an awful lot in in the early weeks of the lockdown. I thought they were getting a lot of unnecessary grief in a panic situation, you know, without uh, you know precedent. And what they were doing. Then when it became seemed to me there was a lot of incompetence, I was very critical and have remained critical of the stuff they get wrong. When they get it right, we need to give credit, but they seem to be getting this right now. 
Yeah, they do. But I think we've got to get back to the fact that you were complaining. I don't want to harp back to Thursday, but you were complaining on Thursday about the fact that we knew there was going to be a vaccine. And it was bizarre that they didn't have this 24-hour clinic thing sorted in advance. Nonetheless, they appear to have rolled it out. And the statistics I'm seeing now, look, lies, damn lies and statistics. But from what I can see, we appear to be ahead of the curve as a country. And yeah. I'm pretty pleased about that. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. Although it's interesting, actually, you know, America is rolling out. Uh, they, I mean, they started much behind us. We're 5% of the nation being vaccinated. They're already up to 4% weeks and weeks later, which suggests you, come on, you need to get this up and running. They Look, they definitely should have had it up and running ready. They should have recruited the staff. They should have trained the staff. Uh, they should have had the mass vaccination centres all, all, you know, already you know focused it's not like it's not like they're having mass events at Wembley Arena for goodness sake right now who are we kidding uh, the pharmacy should have been contacted I mean lots of things that they've not done right now okay now they're getting it right okay uh, you know let's give credit where it's due um I mean I think a really big issue for a lot of people right now people there's mass support for this lockdown I completely accept I'm in a minority on this I absolutely accept that and I'm always amazed that online people go well vast majority of people don't agree with you but that doesn't make me wrong. I mean, that just that. I mean, for a start, if I mean, even my own family. If you only watch the BBC, and and you and you see the devastating headlines in most of the newspapers, you would. I mean, I think you would have a very skewed idea about this. And, and people argue, I've I've been on, I've been criticised, named and shamed in a national newspaper of the weekend for my stance and all of this. Um, uh, I mean, it's not going to make me change my mind. I'm, I'm not saying I've got everything right. I'm not saying other people have got everything wrong. But by and large, no, I, I think I'm on the right side of history here in terms of I think that, you know, anything past the first few weeks of the first lockdown has been wrong as a strategy. Won't save lives, will cost more lives in itself. And we'll be dealing with this, for, uh, the outcome of the lockdown for decades in a way we won't be dealing with the, the, the um, fallout of the, of the coronavirus itself for decades but you know you know i have to stand by that and history will be the judge but um the key thing here is it's just that you know there are there are days when it's sort of it's looking more positive and more negative but but overall the fact that there is seems so much hope dominic rob the foreign secretary saying things like you know they're looking at the exit strategy now i mean we've had weeks we've had i mean literally weeks of people saying okay we're going to lockdown What's the exit strategy? What is the timetable? They're now beginning to even talk about this. I mean, there's a lot of hope. People support this lockdown because it's for, in their eyes, a few weeks while their elderly relatives get get vaccinated. And and I'm 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 more hopeful today than I've been for a long time that we may actually get out of some of the insanity. Yeah, the, the the fundamental question is to what extent are Chris Whitty and Patrick Valance addicted to lockdowns, right? So, look, I, I agree that, look, 100%, when we were opening up the Nightingale hospitals, it was important that we had that lockdown. I didn't love it, but I was willing to accept it because, obviously, you needed to get the NHS ready. Slowly but surely, do you know what it reminds me of? It very much reminds me of George Bush in Afghanistan. Bear with me on this. They started up... <laughs> They started up trying to uh, break up the Al-Qaeda network and arrest Osama bin Laden. Then it became taking Tora Bora. Then it became nation building. And in the end, the reason the Americans lost the Afghanistan war was because their original aims were completely ignored and they'd mission crept. Look, the original reason for the lockdown has long disappeared. And what worries me is that next week there's going to be a new Chris Whitty reason to lock down for longer. Yeah, that is always my big fear. And it's interesting looking at some polling that showed something like 80 plus percent support for the lockdown the question people were asked was would you support a a four-week lockdown while the vaccine is rolled out it's like I mean that makes I mean that makes a lot of sense to a lot of people of course it does Um, but but, 
But it's not a four-week lockdown. They never said it was going to be. Why would they need legislation from the beginning of January to the end of March and a furlough scheme that runs to the end of April if it's a four-week lockdown, people? I mean, pay attention at the back would be my answer. And this is the thing. It was a three-week lockdown back in March uh, last year. And I say, I goodness me, I mean, I was already ill with it, as my listeners were bored with for weeks on end. So I was very much in favour, very supportive, completely understood. We were going to, you know, build those Nightingale hospitals, recruit staff. We were going to, uh, you know, make sure the NHS was short of stopping the, that peak, flatten the sombrero. Do you remember all that? Protect the NHS. Absolutely. Yep. And again, we knew so little about this virus. We didn't know who was being killed, who, who was going, who was most at risk, how it was being spread. I mean, there was so little we knew. I'm sorry, 10 months on, we know so much more. We know who is at risk. We know who we should have been protecting. And yet again, still not protecting care homes. Trebling, a trebling of infection rates in care homes in the last few weeks. I mean, that is unforgivable. Um, and, and yet at the same time, stopping healthy young 20 year olds from leaving their homes i mean that again i just think it's it is this is a sledgehammer to crack a nut and that is not at any point to even suggest for a moment that covid is not a killer disease it, it exists it is real it has killed uh, you know two million people isn't it around the around the world um that we know of bearing in mind you know third world countries aren't going to be testing people on mass we, we, we won't know um it is the case that an awful lot of those people certainly in the in the uh, in the first world are very elderly infirm people with a lot of underlying conditions um, and and very sadly would not have had many more months to go. We constantly hear this whole, the average 82-year-old would have lived an extra 10 years. No, not the people who were dying of COVID, they wouldn't. They, re- they were already in hospital for long periods of time or in a care home because they were already, very sadly, near the ends of their lives. That doesn't mean those lives aren't valuable and we shouldn't have wanted those people to, to live a longer life. Of course not. But I just think we've got things completely out of perspective, and I but think that I think the nation has been scared into rabbit in the headlights levels of agreement to anything that the government suggests. But 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 I hate what's what I call a truism. I hate this whole thing where somebody says, "I believe Black Lives Matter." If you oppose me, you believe Black Lives don't yeah. matter. Look, I hate this whole concept where if you don't support the lockdown, you believe in people dying of the coronavirus. Yeah. That's let it nonsense. let it rip. Yeah, look, I was on a radio station in Northern Ireland the other day and the presenter was saying to me, oh, w- what are we going to do about the you know, coronavirus and whatever? And I said, look, th- this, this jump that says the lockdown is the only way of stopping people from uh, you know, behaving badly is nonsense. The vast majority of people are behaving well. You know, mm. I, don't wa- I don't want somebody arrested because they've accidentally walked three miles rather than two miles down the street. That's well, total I nonsense. don't want them arrested for either on the basis that there's actually no law about that and, and there's been mission creep by the police or some police officers and the vast majority doing a very good job but yeah, and there are th- and there are some people who've behaved in egregious fashion and they should be dealt with i mean there was those idiots on new year's eve mm. i mean this makes me laugh who broke into a church because churches are quote unquote open and had a party in there i mean no, the no. way how you would think that that is sensible is nonsense exactly. but i mean I'm, yeah, can, I, can, like, can i clarify do not endorse breaking the law here on this no, talk radio Let's no 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 that. no no absolutely not but there are idiots who do that and of yeah. course they're going to be prosecuted but what we are really talking about is this what if mrs miggins you know go to a shop when maybe you know somebody wasn't sure she should have gone and then the police get involved that's the issue i say that the vast majority of people are behaving in a yeah. sensible reasonable but, fashion but, and this is and this is why i don't believe we should have lockdowns because i think the vast majority of people as they did in sweden would people say oh well even in sweden right. they didn't have a formal lockdown but but yeah but people didn't go out and say like well yes because they didn't need a formal lockdown because people are actually I, I think i think the people urging lockdown i think a lot of the medical professionals who demand this as well i think there's a gold complex there i'm 
sorry, I really do. But I think also this, like, they, they do seem to think you can go for zero COVID and that they think everyone is stupid and needs protecting. And bearing in mind the huge number of high-profile people who have now been exposed for not actually obeying the rules... <clears throat> which tells you that they think the rules are for other people, not for them. It's because they think, well, I'm clever. I could, of course, make nuanced judgments about whether or not it is safe for me to be X or do this or that or meet X or Y. But, of course, the stupid people can't. And, and they think that we're all stupid. They genuinely think that we are Isn't all just remarkable? stupid. Isn't there a remarkable link here between the snowflakes, between the pro-Europeans yeah. and between the pro-Brexit, pro-lockdown people? Yeah. Look, as, as far as I'm concerned, I am not going to put my family in danger, right? Now, now I would say there's two sides to that. Number one, I'm not going to sit with granny at the moment, yep. but number two, I also want the children to go to school because I believe that that is incredibly dangerous for them. The idea that Chris Whitty, Patrick Valance, or indeed, who are the, the Alistair Campbells of this world, the Tony yep. Blurs, no doubt they love the lockdown. The, the, you know, the, the idea that they know better about my life and my family is nonsense. And the idea that I'm going to try and kill my family or you're yeah. going to try and kill yours is rubbish. But a question I put to virtually everybody last week when they were talking about this was, again, would you, even if there weren't a law banning you from spending time with your elderly relatives over Christmas, would you have spent time with them nevertheless? And everyone's basically said, well, no, it's like, so, so you didn't need a law. Why do you think other people, but people also, make Julia- sensible decisions? But, Julia, who are these problem people? I hate when I listen to people saying, I was walking the streets the other day, there were far too many people out. What makes you think that they've broken the rules? Yeah. What is that? More, more reports today about how, how they were, the, the parks were packed yesterday. There's nowhere else for people but to Julia, go. Of Julia, course the parks are packed. They're outdoors walking and moving. Julia, think- there is a way... There is a way of reducing the total number of people in the park. Don't go yourself. Yeah. Don't turn up and say everybody else shouldn't be here, but I'm fine. It's nonsense. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.